And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Mom Show, number 146. Woo! Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good to morning. you. To you and you and you and you. Hey, good morning, Mr. Brantley. You hey, up morning, and Mr. wide Thomas. awake? How are you, sir? I'm good, man. I'm ready. I'm I'm willing and able, and all oh those God. things. Yes, nice sir. Love fall. <clears throat> oh man, cooler really, temperatures. I mean, you know, one day can be hot, the next day can be cool. But I like <laughs> this time of year. I really do. <clears throat> it is good, That's and especially beautiful. in East Tennessee. That's true. When do they change? When does will be falling? When does that happen? Well, I forgot. When does that usually happen, or what? What? What uh, makes that happen? Does the temperature have to drop a certain degree or something? No, for the leaves to fall. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's uh, it's. Well, the leaves in. to turn colors. I'm talking about oh, you know yeah. like Smoky Mountains well, I, and all yeah, that. Yeah, I think uh, it does. It does. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and I know you are too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bobby Zed, and it's number 146. Here we are, the 1st of October, and we're tickled to death that you're with us uh, along this journey, I guess. And so we're going to get into some news, and Mr. Brantley always likes to kick that off with some news. Well, thank or you. kick something. Yeah, this, so is, this is kind of amazing here. Scientists have created the world's whitest paint. And it could what? eliminate the need for air conditioning. I don't understand that at all. Would you please explain? Okay. The paint is now made, and it's made into the Guinness World Records. It's the whitest color ever made. The idea is to make a paint that would reflect sunlight away from a building. The paint wow. reflects 98.1% of solar radiation while emitting infrared heat. So it's the whitest paint in the world. Can you imagine that? You just think, Bob, if you were an investor in the white, whitest paint in the world, what you could do there? Well, I, I, by golly, I would not be invested in an air conditioning company. No. <clears throat> I, I, I can't believe we haven't found the whitest paint already. I just, what is whiter than the white we've seen already? Well, I, evidently, this is the whitest of the white. <laughs> uh, it, 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 you know, you, if you cover the roof with this, thousand square yeah. feet you yeah. could cool the, the power of 10 kilowatts and that's that more powerful crazy. than the air conditioners used by most houses wow how about that so you're going to learn something new yeah uh, I, i'm up this uh, I'm probably bill gates or somebody no it might be so who's getting bigger is it the women or the men um, you mean uh, by girth? Size. Yeah, weight. I would think uh, they're pretty much uh, hand in hand. <laughs> you think so? I think so. Am I wrong? Well, researchers have found that women's waist on average grew more than two inches from 36.3 inches in 1999 to 2000 to 38.6 inches in 2015-16. Whoa. And men's waist, on average, grew more than one inch from 39 inches to 40 inches. What? So what's I, your, thought what's women, your waist size? I thought women were supposed to be uh, 36, 24, 36. Yeah. Okay. They're not that? No, they're, they're, they're 38. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my waist size, I, you know, I've fluctuated 
I'm sure I'm bigger than you. Uh, 35, once upon a time, 36, maybe 34. What about you? Well, at one time I was 32 for a long time, and I'm 34. I'm a 34. But uh, the weight and waist size has grown, but researchers found the average height of U.S. men declined slightly in the past decade, while women, on the average, experienced no change in their height at all. So anyway, one of these researchers says it's a number of Mexican-Americans in the United States might explain there's been a slight decline in men's average height. Mm -hmm. Mexican-Americans and Asian-American men, on average, are about three inches shorter than the whites or blacks. Do you know that? Really? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we we found somebody to blame it on? (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm hearing. (laughs) Ain't our fault. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Well, there you go. Any other news you want to share with us before we get into some questions? Just throw a couple out there. That was good. All right. Your question for the day, Mr. Brantley. Okay, if you have aging parents, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, and you have aging parents, do you ever get mad at them? And Well, uh, go ahead. I'm talking about furious mad. You know, most of us come into the world viewing our parents as healthy, strong, and everlasting. But as we grow and as they age, that naive feeling that they're so perpetual part of our life fades. Their hearing weakens, their gait slows, their memories dim. And for adult children, the experience can provoke feelings of anger, anxiety, fear, mm. and frustration. Whoa. And many people struggle as they witness age-related decline in their parents. And I think that's why these, these uh, assisted living and these places are doing so well. Well, it could be. You know, I think that, um, I mean, here's the way I think. I think as you get older... You're like, you know, this is what I think, and I don't care what my kids think anymore. Whereas when they, I was younger and they were younger, I'd go, well, maybe you're right, darling. You know, uh, you learned it in college, so surely to God, you know, that's mm-hmm. probably very interesting. And then they go home and they tell their husband, they say, As, you won't believe what your son said today. He must be the dumbest kid in the world. <laughs> but, yeah. you, you know, I think as you get older, parents... Um, they, they, they're like, this is what I believe, and I don't care what you think, and, and I'm not changing my mind. And so then if you're the child who may be an adult child, it infuriates you or, or, or you know, you're going, really? Uh, and, you know, mom is this way or dad is that way. But I think as, as the adult children get older, they just go, well, that's dad. Or well, that's I mom. <laughs> I don't know. I, Am I wrong? I think, no, I think I think parents get get a little. The younger ones kind of get a little upset. For instance, you know, if your dad or mom wears hearing aids, yeah. and they're always saying, "Huh? What? What'd you say?" <laughs> like me you and know, you. After, <laughs> after a while, you say, "Mom, do you have your hearing aids in? Dad, do you have your hearing aids in? You, oh, turn them on." Turn them off because they'll turn them off. Turn oh, them they off. get frustrated with them, but I think the grandparents don't care, or the parent, the older parents. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but I, then, I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Okay. I mean, that's, so you, that's you know, a valid you, you, point. Uh, yeah, it's a shifting role between child and parent, and it can be a real challenge. No question. Yeah. Good gracious, yeah. And I, I, I've, I've even have 
have looked at uh, my relationship and I thought, I'm going to drive my kids crazy when I'm 80, if I ever make it there. They're going to go, ah, dad's driving me nuts. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm sure yours will never be like that, Ed. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm already driving them nuts. <laughs> All right, I got a question for you. Okay. So far, for what I've seen of our new president, and I listen, I will say this, folks, I've tried, I always tried to respect the presidency. I haven't liked all the presidents in my lifetime, but I tried to respect the office, okay? But, okay. but that being said, and what I've seen the first few months, I'm starting to wonder, here's my question, will Biden make it through his presidency, just his first term, if there's a second. And if so, could he possibly be reelected? I mean, I think that's a, tr a, a valid question. So what do you think? Well, I, I think he could be reelected if he's, if he's the less of two evils. You mm -hmm. know, and I said this back during the other election. I said, what's happening to Trump is his own fault. Mm -hmm. He would have won that election, run away, you know. If he'd shut his mouth. Yeah, just shut your darn mouth. And yep. that's all you had to do. But no. So anyway, I no, I don't think he'll be around for a second one. I, I think. You, well, let me clarify this. You think he's going to live through his first term? You know, by I mean, would something natural causes ha happen to him that he would not be here because of his age? How old is he? That's a great question. I think he's late seventies, isn't he? Yeah. Well, that could <clears throat> be. I, you know, he he doesn't do anything. He's you know, I saw him uh, sitting there with at a press conference with the the prime minister of England, and mm -hmm. and the, he the prime minister of England was answering questions and. And Biden just sat there. He said, I can't answer questions. So, it, I mean, it, he's like... Well, he's 78. He would be 82 running for re-election. Yeah. So. Okay, well, here's yeah. the other part of this, then, if you will. Because um, the other day, he answered a question nobody, no president would ever answer. Somebody, uh, one of the reporters shouted out to him, there's uh, a little girl from CBS News. She said, have you decided whether you're going to run for re-election in 2024? And he should have said, uh, you know, we're just now started this term, lady. <laughs> you're, you're so cute for asking that. But, you know, we're just concentrating on this right now and blah, blah, blah. Well, but if he had said, no, I'm not, then he becomes a lame duck president. But he said, yeah, I'm running. Hell yeah, let's go get him. You know, yeah. well, not exactly that. He said, my plan is to run for your election. That's my expectation. So he immediately already has answered that. And he isn't even through his first year. Mm. No, you're was right. That, was that wise? No. Uh, can he? No, every, I'll, bet, I'll bet all of his staff went, you know. Well, Kamala Harris went, she really went, wait a minute, I thought, I thought he was done after one. I mean, I helped him get here, and then I'm in, right? What? Right. What? What's going on? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. What's the deal here? So uh, now you, he put everybody on notice, and I just, I'd be shocked if this guy, either by re-election uh, or whatever, 
does anything after this presidency? Oh, I, I would too. After this first run, this, yeah. this four years. So that's just we're my. In, we're in feeling. sad shape, buddy. All right, let's move along here. Ed, uh, we tell everybody what's coming up. Then you got you got a, a, one of those sponsors that we have. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about how many U.S. troops are on foreign land and uh, where are they and what they're doing there and all that. That's coming up. And my sponsor is Weigel's. Weigel's, a convenience store chain that's based in Powell, Tennessee. Got 68 locations in the East Tennessee area. And they're just all around. You can find them, I'm telling you. And they all clean convenience stores they've got a lot of things that you're probably looking for instead of going to those big supermarkets just stop in at Weigel's and get it and that's and they've got bakeries and and uh, you know they're about they've got just about everything it started back in 1958 Weigel's introduced its jug of milk brand and all Weigel's milk is produced at the Broghagir Dairy Farm in Powell the milk is cold pasteurized the old-fashioned way allowing it to retain natural creamy flavor being a small local dairy, the company's localized supply chain was able to bring the milk from farm to store within 24 hours. That's pretty cool mm, right there. Yeah. But there, there's one everywhere. I was looking at the list of all these, and I mean, they're everywhere. The first one was out there on, um, well, let's see, was it Merchants Road or Pleasant Ridge Road? That's right, number 22, Pleasant Ridge Road, Knoxville, right there. But anyway, they were all around everywhere. So stop in at Weigel's and tell me you heard about it on the Ed and Bob Show. Hey, you know something you've brought up to me that I did not know about Weigel's. You said each one of them has a cook in the back. Yeah, and, some and of them have two I, or three cooks. I told that to somebody the other day. They looked at me like I was crazier than hell. They said, <laughs> what? I said, yeah. somebody, you think that food just gets out there magically? <laughs> somebody, I mean, because you walk in there, you got pizza, you got hot dogs, you got... Uh, I mean, every, you got everything going on, and mm -hmm. it just doesn't happen by itself. And there's a guy back, some, or a guy, girl, whatever, is back there cooking. Every one of these Weigels has a cook, and I just was shocked when you told us that. So anyway. All right, Dad, we got to get into our topic of the day, and that is uh, um, how, where, where is the U.S. military around the globe, around the world? And I was kind of... I, I knew we had, I knew we had, you know, bases around the world and stuff. I thought, well, we're in Japan, whatever. We, and I know we just pulled out of Afghanistan, but even with that being said, the U.S. military maintains 800, 800 military bases in more than 70 countries and territories. I was stunned. To read that, were, or were you, or did you know this stuff? No, I did not know that. And and the other thing I was stunned about is how much it costs to maintain these bases. Oh, troops crazy overseas. money! Cra tell them what it is. It's crazy money. Eighty-five to a hundred billion dollars every year. A million? Did you say million? Ed? Billion. Billion, folks. Billions. He said billion dollars. That's yeah. just unbelievable. Yeah. Now, we have 800, let's do the contrast here. We have 800 military bases around the world. Compare that to Britain, France, and Russia. They have about 30 total. If you put Britain, France, and Russia together, they have 30. And we have 800. Mm -hmm. um, 
so is that is this important Ed? well does it make you feel safer are you safe I, mean, I guess I mean, I guess, I mean, this reminds me of uh, the way Britain was back a long, long time ago. You know what I think? I think it's just a way <clears> that <throat> terrorists can attack us. Because, uh, well, these that's bases, true. These places, and, and it happened in, where was it, North Africa, remember? And, and I think that's just one of the things that can happen, because a lot of these places aren't very big. They're, you know, uh, hundreds of bases in Europe have closed since the 1900s. But the base and troop presence in Italy has been relatively constant. 11,500 troops in Italy. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, if you think about this, I mean, you're, you said 85 to $100 billion. Uh, but if you add in where we're at war, it takes it up to $200 billion. Um, so Italy's got some. Uh, and Japan, I always knew Japan had some because when we defeated Japan, in World War II, one of the rules was you can no longer have a military. Right. And so we were responsible for now, and even today, protecting Japan. And so and actually, there you go. Yeah, and, and, you know, and there is an area that doesn't, I don't think it's Japan, Okinawa. There's still yeah, that's the 30, island, yeah. Yeah, 30 bases there. So I think it's a stopover for the Navy, it's a stopover for the Air Force. It's mm -hmm. kind of a presence in the Pacific that I guess the generals want to keep it. Uh, but that's that's amazing. We also have a temporary base, Ed, in Honduras. Only the problem is it's been temporary since 1982. <laughs> By my calculations, that's 39 years for a temporary base because the Honduran constitution prohibits a permanent base. And we've only been there 38 years. That is only temporary. It's just a temporary, so, so you got to yeah. look right through that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. Where else? The, the Pentagon rents space at the Utapo, that's not pronounced right, it's a naval air base from a contractor. So that allows the U.S. and the Thai officials to insist that there's no U.S. base in Thailand. Mm. Same kind so of thing, they, then. Yeah, so they rent the space. Even in Iraq, you know, at one time we had a 505 bases. We still have 58 uh, bases even after our withdrawal in Iraq. <laughs> I, I, I was shocked at that. I thought we were completely yeah. out of there. Yeah. So 800 military bases around the world. And it, it, with this kind of money, I mean, can we afford to keep doing that? Well, I think we've been, you know, we've been the, the garden garden the gardener for the or the guardian for the world for yeah. so long and uh, I think uh, there are some there are some bases they call them lily pads they're small yeah. like 6,000 US troops have operated under temporary bases uh, oh, some of them have only like four or five hundred troops at the in the country but they're still there yeah. uh, do you think sometimes this is just to prevent other countries from coming in somehow and getting a foothold in these places or no I, I mean it's not it, like I we think, got missiles there or anything in some of these I all think these they're places. getting I think they're getting some type of aid from us for letting those people be there oh no doubt about that yeah. billions of dollars are pumped into their country because we've got a few hundred troops there I'll bet you yep I think you're right well I think it's kind of crazy um, you know the uh, 
uh, all the bases we have around the world, I was really shocked. So I guess, you know, our military is deployed, man. They're deployed all over the place. Mm -hmm. That's true. All right. All right. Well, tell everybody what's coming up, Ed, and then I've got a sponsor of the day today. Well, coming up, we're going to get into the mailbox and uh, got some good questions there and some good things. We got the complaints, of course. I'm going to get Bob to talk about his cable company again. <laughs> oh, God. That last show, that was perfect. I've never oh, my so God. As you were. Oh, Lord have mercy. Don't get me started. All okay. right, Ed, time for my sponsor. I want to ask you a question, Ed. Have you ever been lucky? I am going to been lucky, and I'm going to be lucky. I'm telling them to hold back some good stuff for me. And I don't think there ain't no that. holding back, buddy. You get there on Friday, everything's $7. Saturday, it's $5. Sunday, $3. Monday, it's only a dollar. And if there's anything left, it's on Tuesday. And what are they selling there? Not a bunch of junk. These are the things you send back to Amazon, Lowe's, Home Depot, and you order them and you say, ah, that didn't fit or this isn't that or I don't like that or I don't need it anymore. They, they don't put it back on the shelves. They wholesale them out to people like Ben Lucky. They're on Middlebrook Pike across from the big um, KUB substation there. And uh, Wednesday and Thursday, they stock up and they reopen Friday with all brand new merchandise every week. It's completely different. You never know what you're going to find, but it's guaranteed to be worth a lot more than you're ever going to spend. So get on down there and be like Ed. Get lucky. Been lucky. Been lucky. I think, you know, I bet a lot of people who, who have little stores on the internet mm -hmm. go there and get merchandise to sell. You got that right, buddy. All right, let's see here. Open up that mailbox. All right, this is from Wallace. He lives in Nashville. Oh, that's a good question. Why aren't you guys on the radio? Bob, that's a great question. Will they not pay you? I think, I think I um, think uh, the reason we're not on radio and doing our 146th podcast is first of uh, well a little bit because we're ornery, but uh, I think that I think a lot of these radio stations are afraid of what we might say. <gasps> really? Well, we we tend to say whatever the hell we think, and yeah, you, you you ever been at a place where the program director comes in and says, uh, "Hey, uh, Ed." I uh, don't want you saying that anymore. And when you talk about so-and-so, I want you to kind of say something like this. You ever, you ever been at a radio station like that? Well, kind of. Yeah, I have too, yeah, many of them. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's not as much fun. And as we get older, what is the number one thing we don't like people doing to us? Telling me what to think and what to say and what to do. You got that right, buddy. We have, we're doing enough thinking of our own, and we don't need you telling us what to say. So right. I think a lot of them are afraid of us. So what's your, why are we not on the radio, Ed? Well, I think, I think that's probably true, and especially the network, the big, well, not network, but the, the multi-location, uh, you know, stations that are around. Syndicated stuff, yeah. Yeah, and, and they, they have so many locations and things, and you have, you know, they've got so many bosses, and you have their cookie cutters. Everybody mm -hmm. sounds the same. They, they talk about the same thing. They do the same thing, play the same music. It's just mm -hmm. cookie cutter. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's not us. No, by no means. No, it's not us. No. <laughs> so and there you go. They want to keep their thumb over you. Okay, here's another one. All right. Let's All see. right. But I want to thank Wallace for that. Very nice. I appreciate it. Yeah. Zeke from Albany, New York. Whoa. Hope he's not one of those crazy New Yorkers. Zeke from Albany, New York says, do any other countries allow their citizens to walk around armed? Well, Bob. Well, that's kind of a crazy question, but do you think about it? In the United States, 
If you want to walk around with a gun on your hip in, was it, 37 states, something like that, Ed? Mm -hmm. You can do it. Mm -hmm. You can walk around with a gun on your hip in about 37 states or so in the United States. Right. So um, that's a lot of places. And most of the South, of course, you can't in California and New York because the uh, government there wants to be the only people with guns. And then <laughs> Illinois is the same way because they have such a peaceful and safe place like in Chicago where mm -hmm. what, yeah, right. 20 people get shot every weekend. Yeah, yeah. but you, yeah, that's because that's the bad guys know the normal citizens don't have a gun. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, what do you think? Well, I, I think I think America has always been that way. You know, we were kind of founded by people who had guns over the fireplace. And when mm -hmm. the Indians or somebody came up to their farm, they would just get their guns. Say, what are you doing here and get the hell off my property? So mm -hmm. we, it's always kind of been that way. But, uh, you know, in, in most states, a background check isn't required unless you're buying from a federally licensed firearm dealer. So guns can be uh, advertised online. Uh, it's, it's one of the cheapest places to buy guns in the world. Mm. Uh, the number of guns per capita in the United States is about 1.2. So there's lots of people here. They're not going to take guns away. It's ne never going to happen. So is there any place else in the world where you can walk around with a gun on your head? Well, let's see. I don't think there is. Um, I mean, unless you've got a concealed carry permit. I, I, I will start, you know, we, we can mention some of these countries where they do have guns, uh, like France, 20 guns for every 100 people. That's not, you know, that's 20% of the people have, have weapons have guns, but um, you have to have a gun license to have a gun. Um, Finland, same way. Some of these countries that are, are known for hunting, you know, a lot of people do have guns. I was surprised to read this about Argentina. Were you? What is it in Argentina? Well, Argentina, um, which is a a very diverse country, you know, mountains, salt lakes, uh, waterfalls, great place, cheap cost of living. Um, there's not as many uh, expatriates there, if you will, uh, but there's a lot of hunting that goes on in Argentina. So there are a lot of people that have guns. Uh, now, you have to have a license to get it, uh, and, uh, you know, but... Uh, you could actually have a gun, you know, in your car or something. Open carry is only allowed with a permit, which is not very common, but you can get them in Argentina. And um, what else? Where else can you go in? Well, I think Canada is one of the best destinations for American expats, but they've got a complete public health system, stable, ongoing economy. You know, Americans' experience on arrival of vibrant culture and one of the lowest crime rates in the world make Canada an attractive destination for retirees. And Canada's strong hunting tradition has made guns culture a staple. 34.7% yeah. of people report they have a legal ownership of firearms in their homes. I know a lot of people that when they go hunting, they go to Canada. So that, yeah. that really makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, that's kind of like their bread and butter. That's a lot of their... Of, of what they make money off of is hunters and things like that that come to Canada. Also, I was kind of surprised to see Italy uh, actually allowing people to have guns. 
you know, you can get a license to carry there if you, if you if you feel like you are threatened. But you could have a oh, you could have a carry there. What else? Well, I, I you know I have a permanent carry now. You know, Tennessee is issue a permanent carry <clears throat> permit. <clears throat> yeah, it, it doesn't expire, and and I filled that out and I got it, and <laughs> it has a different picture on it than uh, than my other carry permit, so it's kind of cool. It looks pretty. And good. then what did the state of Tennessee do? They changed it to where if you've got a driver's license, you can carry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they. <laughs> you could, it didn't make any difference. Everyone in the state of Tennessee can carry a gun. If you just have a driver's license. Yeah, if you have a driver's license, you're in. So that, maybe you know, and you're not under you know a protection, or you can't be if you don't have uh, you know if you're not allowed to be around somebody, you can't have one or something like that. But. Well, I think that's why my picture is so perfect. Is that it? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Well, Ed, the number of thing that one of the funniest things I read here is about Switzerland. Uh, Eleven years ago in Switzerland, they made a, a law. That said, if you are a male, now if you're a woman, you're already mad, but any male is was not can, it's they were required hmm. to keep a SIG Sauer. That's a gun manufacturer. That's actually a yeah. gun manufacturer. I don't, I don't know one. if SIG Sauer is made in Switzerland. Maybe it is. Uh, it but is. The, you, if you are a capable male, you must have a gun at home and they they consider that as providing for the national defense if every man in the country has a gun i thought that was an interesting concept that is pretty uh, interesting isn't it but if you're a woman you're going hey wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute i don't want all these men having a gun half of them are crazy because i dated a few of them <laughs> so i was surprised to read that Hey, so anyway, good. All right, let's move along here, Ed. I know we this is the Ed and Bob show. We got complaints because yep. we love to complain. And uh, I do there like you go. To complain. Have you ever had a, a a worker where you work, you know, make a big deal about how much money you make? Workers are often told not to talk about how much they're getting paid. But you know what? That's not What's legal. That? It's not. No, it's not legal. Under federal law, keeping employees from discussing pay with co-workers is an unfair labor practice. Yet workers, advocates, and labor experts say such pay gag infractions are widespread with a, a awareness of the law at a minimum. I well, it's kind of that. like uh, it's kind of like uh, the unwritten rule at any business: you don't talk about what you make. Um, well, well you, first of all, you think you make more, and then you find out they were making more. <laughs> right. Well, and here's here's the thing, you know, during this during this pandemic, a lot of people who did not have a job got a job. So let's say for twelve dollars an hour, mm -hmm. and now that it's over and everybody's hunting for employees, a lot of people in the same place now is probably making eighteen to twenty dollars an hour mm -hmm. because they're having to pay more to hire them. Supply and well, demand. Is that fair? Should you go back and give the other employees more? No, they won't do that. I guess, you know, you got to decide what you're worth and ask for it and be willing to die by it. <laughs> Have you ever been there where you've had to walk away? Well, I'm pretty close. I have too. I have, yeah. 
Yeah. I remember telling somebody, I, yeah, they offered me a job and I said, I can't work for that. And they were shocked. Yeah. They thought, well, how dare you not take my job? I said, well, listen, love you, but I can't do it. And they met what I asked for. And uh, if I hadn't, it would take me a couple more years to get that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, in Colorado, they require employers to publish salary ranges for open positions. And in California, that's your state, buddy. No, it ain't my state. <laughs> they became the first state to make employers provide pay data by race, gender, oh, and job no, category. Really? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Well, all right. There you go. There you go. Okay. It's, all, it's always doing it. Gotta divide everybody. We gotta divide everybody by the, whatever we can find that's different about us. That's California for you. All right, I got a complaint, Ed. Okay. Here we are, the first of October. I would be like the first one to complain because I saw it yesterday <laughs> and it immediately ticked me off and I knew I had to bring it back up. Uh, people, um, you know, mowing the yard and then blowing. Because now, you know, some of the leaves will fall, blowing the leaves in the road like that's the same way of getting rid of them. You, you blow them in the road and then they go in your neighbor's yard or they come back in your yard. Yeah. Blowing the leaves in the road is not where they go. Blow them into no. a pile and put them in a bag or whatever and have them picked up or throw them away. It's to quit blowing these leaves in the road. It drives me crazy. Did they do that in your neighborhood? That's where I saw it. I'm like, You're are kidding. you kidding me? Are God, blowing in the middle that's of the street. The same, now, wait a minute. That's the same neighborhood that had Comcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I must. I bet it was Comcast that was blowing the leaves in the road. Bob, tell me what that supervisor <laughs> told you when you when you complained about them topping the trees. What did he say? He said, "We can do whatever we want to." And if you don't like it, that's just tough. <laughs> oh, man. Now, that's customer service, buddy. I'll tell you. That's a company that doesn't give a darn if you no. come or go. Yeah. That's well, amazing. That. All right. Tell everybody they can listen to this thing, Ed. Go to edandbob.com. That's the easiest way, the fastest way to reach us to do anything you want to do. And you can listen to it there, too. edandbob.com. Or download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe. On Alexa, in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn. Then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll say, what do you want to hear? And tell her exactly this. Ed and Bob show. That's what we do at our house. That's what we do. Edandbob.com also has a comment section if you like to comment. And we love to get those emails. Everybody emails us and says, boy, you guys are great. Or boy, you guys suck or whatever. We love to get those emails. Ed and Bob at Yahoo.com. We're on Twitter. Uh, at Ed and Bob Knox, K-N-O-X. At Ed Brantley. At Bob Thomas Knox, K-N-O-X, and we're on Facebook. So get on in there and tell us what you think and uh, tell us where we can go. We love to hear that stuff. And uh, corrections, anything we need to correct or uh, shout outs or anything like that, Ed? Well, I think I could correct everything I said, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no, that's why I'm, that's why I'm that's the way we roll. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to shout out to my buddy Mike Conley over Pioneer Heat and Air. Great guy. And uh, he's, the only, his only problem is he's a Sparty. He's from a Michigan State fan, but um, 
God love him, great guy. And a business shout out, Ed. I got one. Okay. Best best value plumbing. Ooh, I have been good. well. I've been searching for a plumbing company that actually does a good job where they don't have to come back thirty days later. Mm-hmm. Now they're not cheap, but it's cheaper to have it done once than to pay for it to be done twice. Isn't that the truth? I found that out the hard way. (laughs) So anyway, best value plumbing. And they're so kind and nice and pleasant to deal with. So they're good. Anybody you want to shout out to? No, but I have a question. If anybody knows, well, we'll do this on another show, I'm sure. So I'll leave it there. All right, but be sure we do it in the future, whatever it is. We're going to keep keep you guessing. All right, tell everybody what the next show is, Ed. Well, Bob. (laughs) Did you lose it? You ever throw it away? I buried it. (laughs) Oh, man. The top 10 most powerful people in the United States. Oh, my gosh. What's the criteria for that? Is it money? Well, I guess it's a... Strictly objective, whatever you may think. I mean, you may have a different opinion than what I think. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so we'll see. It should be a lot of fun, though. So I look okay. forward to that. Anything else, Ed? No, that's it, buddy. I had a great time. I will see you next time on the Ed and Bob Show. And uh, I'll tell Ed to say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, everybody. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, folk, ain't that a hole in the boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just a big Just like the fellas said